Hey guys, John Faulkner here, and welcome to episode three of Modern Alpha Life. Today, I sit at the table in the studio with one of my dear friends, Ali Ferris, uh, to have a woman's perspective on um, just the, the world of firearms. You know, we like to say a lot of times it's a male-driven uh, industry, but the females are catching up and catching up quickly. And I think it's absolutely amazing. So in this episode, I sit down with one of my good friends, Allie, and uh, listen to her. I mean, this is, a, this is a female that's been in the industry for over a decade. She's worked in gun shops. She's worked for manufacturers. Uh, she's worked for online retailers. She's a competitive shooter. She's put on matches herself. So she has a wide range of, of knowledge, not just for women, but for men as well. But we sit down and we talk about how we can introduce women into the sport of shooting and how we can get them to even fall in love with it even more than they already are. So I hope you enjoy this ride as we sit down and talk with my good friend Allie. Hey guys, John Faulkner here with Modern Alpha Life and in this episode I have one of my dear friends, Allie Ferris, here in the studio with us, which is still under construction but we are getting there. Um, but I wanted Allie to join us today on this podcast and talk a little bit about uh, women in the firearms community and getting them uh, more into firearms, uh, into competitions, CCW, you name it. Um, and Allie has been in the industry for quite a while. She's worked for me with multiple companies. Um, she's worked at a gun shop. She's worked at a gun range. She's ran competitions uh, for a league that she ran for a while. She's shot in competitions. Uh, she's an avid CCW carrier, so she has a wealth of knowledge that we're going to try to suction cup pull out of her today um, because what I really wanted was a, a female's perspective on a lot of things because there's there's just so much information out there, but it's always like a guy's perspective trying to say, I think this will work. So, um, so this episode is really geared towards women, but I hope that the men can, can really... Uh, take grasp of it because it might be able to help you with, you know, your, your girlfriend or your wife, your sister, your mother, um, and, and help you be able to maybe understand a little bit about what there might be going through or what might be keeping them from truly experiencing what we experience most of the time um, in, in the gun industry, which is a, a lot of fun, a lot of camaraderie. We have so many oh, friends, yeah. you know, in, in the industry. Um, and it's just a phenomenal sector to be in. So without further ado, Allie Ferris. Um, so, so Allie, all right. The the number of women, not only purchasing guns but carrying firearms, CCW holders, shooting competitions. The numbers have trended up. Oh yeah. In the last decade or so, um, oh, yeah. drastically, really. Um, I think it was like fifty percent of gun owner, or gun purchasers last year. I think were female. Right. So so it's it's really cool to see, you know, and we see it in gun shops, um, and we see it at shows and stuff that we go to, and um, you know, so so Allie is. Uh, somebody that that I think a lot of the the females out there can can learn from uh, learn from her mistakes even uh, things that she's tried and uh, she's a lot like a lot of us you know she's tried a lot of Mainly. gear <laughs> a lot of gear a lot of holsters a lot of guns uh, clothing bags you know you name it um, she fits in with us uh, around the office and when we go on road trips so um, all right Allie first of all your a CCW holder. Yes. Um, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start there. Um, and I hear women say all the time, like it's it's just hard for me to conceal a gun. You know, I mean, I'm 6'5", 220, 225 pounds, depending on what day of the week it is. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, it's about. not hard for me to carry like a full size MMP with an X three hundred on it and and wear it all day long and yeah. never never be uncomfortable. Well, a lot, a lot of women have this. I think they maybe people in general. A lot of women have like a false sense of thinking that they're not going to have to make any adjustments uh-huh. to to whatever to their clothing choices, what they're doing. So um, they have this uh, false sense that they just are going to be able to wear what they wear, not make any changes, and be able to carry a big ass gun in their pants. And right. it's just, you know, you're carrying a big hunk of metal in your pants. You're going to have to make some minor tweaks. Granted, there's gear and equipment that make it easier to do that, but you do have to accommodate a little bit. <laughs> so so along the lines of on-body carry, let's talk about some of the things that... Try and encourage. Um, how, which, yes, we occur, we, we try to encourage you know, on-body Versus carry. purse or something. Yeah, you, you never have to worry about it getting knocked off. It's closer to you. Um, you have more control over your firearms at all times. That's why we prefer on-body carry. Um, so for on-body carry with a female, where would you say a woman should start? Like I tell men all the time, it always starts with a good belt. You can have the best holster in the world, but if you have a, a crappy, flimsy oh, yeah. belt, it's just always it's going to sag. It's mm-hmm. never going to be comfortable. The guns can move around. Um, where would you say a, a, a female should start? Well, there's going to be a lot of trial and error. Um, man, I went through, I still go through stuff. Um, but trying stuff out is going to probably be the key. Yeah. Um, I wish there were, I mean, you can probably have there's probably some gun shops available where um, they'll let you try on a bunch of different things, but it's going to be a lot of trial and error. You know, what works for me may not work for you. Right. Um, you know, and everybody wears different clothes, particularly, you know, women have different styles and stuff. So what works for one person may not work for another. So if you can at all try on different things, you know, try different holsters, you know, try different belts and setups and everything, um, you know, but I feel like a lot of people also may not realize uh, that they should invest in good stuff first. Mm-hmm. You know, and they make that mistake of, oh, you know, I'm just now jumping into it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna kind of pinch pennies now and start cheap and, you know, work my way up when I'm more into it or, you know, when I feel more comfortable carrying. But you are gonna get what you spend. You're gonna get out of your equipment what you spend. Right. I mean, really, you know, the whole buy once, cry once thing. But it's true. Like, I mean, if you buy really cheap crap, you're not going to enjoy carrying. I, I know a lot of people, a lot of women in particular who are like, oh, you know, I tried carrying my whatever and, you know, it was using X holster and I didn't have any good luck or, you know, it was really bulky or I hated it or whatever, you know, and I never, I haven't tried again. And it's like, well, try different things, <laughs> you know, try yeah. better equipment. Um, you know, and I, an annoying side of it, I feel like is there's a lot of and you mentioned this with just you being a dude, it's different for dudes than it is for women. Right. You know, you walk into most gun stores and the advice is just tragic that that these men are giving to women. And that's why we're doing this um, podcast. Yeah, you walk into a gun store and, you know, old Joe Bob's like, yeah, get get a pink revolver, that's all you need, honey. You know, and it's like, it's just, it's terrible. So, um, yeah, you're going to go through a bunch of stuff. You're going to have so much trial and error, you know, but eventually you will come up with that really, you know, key. Perfect setup. Yeah, that, that key combo. And, and I will say, I mean, even even for guys, um, but I'm, I'm sure it works for females also. Uh, just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for, for your friend. It could work for, for Allie, but it's not going to work for somebody that's built just like her or built a little bit different. Um, you know, Nikki, uh, who runs our camera here, uh, he and I literally bought the same exact holster setup for a particular firearm. 
He loves it, carries it every day. I hated it and pretty much threw it into the box O holsters. Oh, I'm uh, sure you probably have um, been. Yeah, I, I have a huge, but it literally just went there and I was like, how could it fit me? Well, I, there's a big size difference between us, yeah. you know, but well, it's also preference. Everybody's body shape different right. too, you know, especially women. You know, I mean, frame size matters. What kind of shirts you choose to wear matters. Where you're going to be carrying matters. Like it's your so, frame size. So let's talk about that first. What what position of carry suits you oh, the uh, best that you think will will help most women starting out? Because the trend towards men right now is appendix carry. It, it is. Uh, I prefer appendix carry. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it is, but it's more of a, of a, of, it's easier for me to reach. I like it being in front, um, you know, on this side of my body. Um, it just feels like a more comfortable area instead of it potentially being somewhere where I have to really make a move for it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, granted it's not that big of a difference and right. it's easily doable, but, um, but also for some reason, just with the way my body's shaped, I have a harder time, uh, actually properly concealing when I'm not carrying appendix. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm carrying, you know, back here, the, the way my body's set up and the way my little muffin top goes, um, you know what, I'm a small frame, but I still, the way my hips are shaped and the way I wear my pants, that gun is just sticking out. Right. You know, there's nothing that you can do to prevent that. You know, I should say I've tried all the equipment and everything, yeah. but the only way that I can properly fully carry concealed where you don't even know I'm carrying is appendix. Right. And it's real and I really like the location. It's really accessible, just a quick little motion and it's Do you, do you prefer undershirt behind the firearm? I don't I don't wear I don't no? wear an undershirt. I didn't know if no. I didn't know if women no. do that or not. Some, I, some men probably some men do. are, are like know. undershirts it, behind I, the I pistol. I live in Florida, it's hot. It's always hot. Yeah, no, it's always hot. So I, we, fewer, no, we say down here in Florida your gun's always wet if you carry it because you're oh. either sweating or it's raining. Oh. Uh, so all right, so position, you like appendix. Yes. I know a lot of women like a little bit behind the hip, sure. mm -hmm. just because it, if they put it on the hip, it feels like they're getting really wide, and it yeah. starts to, Oh yeah, and they it, feel like it just. Yeah, it's like sticking out, it's wide. like a yeah. little nub. So, so we talked about position a little bit, and is that something that, that you? Well, with, so I will say, I do have a pair of, I know it's cliche, I'm a girl and I wear leggings, okay? I'm a guy, I wear leggings, it's okay. <laughs> um, but they do make, there is a company uh, that makes, I'm trying to remember the brand, give me a minute, um, but they make a pair of, they make a version of concealed carry leggings where I actually have a couple different versions, um, ones with like loops and stuff, but this particular version has, it's like reinforced along the waist and it has like, like a little bit of padding? slots, mm -hmm. sort of. It's like reinforced with this, special strong elastic stuff okay. but it has like little slots where and i mean i've tested it extensively mm -hmm. and like done cartwheels and stuff to try to like lod to try to get this stuff dislodged and it just it doesn't unless you're actually drawing it doesn't come out right um but that those alexo athletica alexo athletica there you go they have um their their leggings actually have different spots so they have appendix and then they have back here too and the way that sits back there, if you're wearing the right shirt, it mm -hmm. will hold it taut enough to to your body that you probably are able to carry there right. if you don't like appendix. You know, um, I, I honestly don't know really how dudes can handle appendix carry with all this stuff that's going done. on there. We get her done. <laughs> but I don't, I got a lot of space, a lot of real estate that I can just have guns. <laughs> see, see guys, full of wisdom. She doesn't know how we get it done. So we keep some secrets from, you know, the female community. Uh, that's that's how we you know try like to advance crevices. Um, 
All right, so we talked about a position. We talked about some apparel that you can use. What are some, I would say, pitfalls or downfalls that you've seen uh, other women and you just like, I wish I could help that female right now. With carrying on with them? With carrying on them. Hmm. Because a lot of women like don't wear belts. Like that's a big one that, that so I've seen. The sag, they, they try yeah. to carry inside the waistband, but they don't and want to wear sags. a belt and it sags. Yeah. And so it's not that the gun or the holster and is you're, like, actually coming your out. Pants and up when, every two seconds. Right. But when the when the, the frame when the grip of the gun starts to extend from the body because the, the pants get flimsy. Yep. Just oh, yeah. like when you wear it's a like junkie a belt. Flapper. Right. It starts to print a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing that I've seen with a lot of women and, and, and they've come into shops or talk to them, you know, and they're like, well, how can I make it more? I'm like, you have to wear a belt. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. You have to wear uh, well, a belt. Well, and honestly, before and I started carrying over, like 10, over 10 years ago, and I really didn't wear belts before that. Mm -hmm. and, like, and that kind of goes back to what I said about you do have to like, you're going to have to change up your stuff just a little bit. Like if you want right. to carry a big, a heavy chunk of something in your pants, yeah. you, you're going to need to have something to hold it up because you're not going to be able to stick it in there and it just magically holds itself up. Right. So CCW side, anything else you want to add to women? Because I think this is, this is one of the largest yeah. growing sectors is, mm -hmm. is women that are, are concealed carry holders. You know, um, you can call it the, the, the the climate that we're living in right now yeah uh the issues that people are seeing more and more of the the need or the want for um more self-defense yeah from I feel themselves. Like maybe i mean i don't i don't know where it's originating but i mean i do feel like it's more a lot a lot of women now i feel are more empowered to kind of take their own safety into their own hands and maybe it could be because of just the feel of how society feels right now. Mm -hmm. It feels very on edge, very tense. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But it feels like around any corner you could be potentially at risk. Right. I mean, I just saw a terrifying video the other day. It was in the Miami airport at a bus stop. I'm sure you saw that one. Yes, I did. With the shoelace. Yes. Good God. Yes. Um, so, I mean, so anyone at any time is vulnerable and, and women are particularly vulnerable because men and women are different. Mm -hmm. We are different. We're different size. We're different reactions. We're different everything. So, you know, I feel like, um, maybe women are sort of realizing that now is, it's not too late to try to take control of, of your own personal safety in your little right. zone. Um, you know, and I mean, maybe also with social media, you know, it's more common now to see women shooting, you know, to see women yeah. actually, and there's tons of women led organizations and I'm not, I'm not necessarily endorsing any of them. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to mention any of them, but, um, you know, cause I don't have any personal really experience with them. Um, but you know, seeing that I feel like also may lend a little bit of, uh, you know, credence to, oh, maybe I should, you know. Maybe there's a little bit less of a, mm -hmm. of a barrier to entry to actually getting involved in starting to carry, getting educated on it, that kind of thing. And I didn't want to say, you asked me what else I would add for a CCW stuff. Yeah. Practice drawing your gun from how you carry it. I'm sorry. Wardrobe everything. Every, yeah. yeah wardrobe so, everything. Like, if you, like, obviously, make sure your gun is unloaded. Pointing in a you safe completely direction. Completely dry fire, like go on in a different room that you don't have any ammunition in, you know, you're not. But what I mean is actually see how long it takes you to get your gun out of your holster, out of your pants. 
you know, and if you're gonna, I really don't encourage purse care or anything, you know, but if you are going to figure out, take your purse and then pretend like you have to grab it out at like the speed of light of a need, you know, is puberty, you know, if someone's gonna, if your life is in danger, how long does it take you to get it out of the holster and ready and up and ready to actually use, you know, and I mean, honestly, that's not just for women, right? It's, so, it's true. It, you know, you need to make sure, I mean, if your gun fits comfortably and you can conceal it and it's beautiful, you don't even know it's there, that's fantastic. But uh, if you can't get it out in a timely manner, then you might as well not wear it. Yeah. And if you don't practice doing that, and if it's not just something that you absolutely have committed to muscle memory, there's no point in carrying that gun. You're going to be a soup sandwich trying to get it out. Right. You know, practice drawing from your concealed position. And that's, yeah, that's what and, I want. And that's something that I say to, to people all the time, guys all the time. Uh, you know, I take a lot of training classes from multiple instructors and, you know, battle belts, war belts, whatever you want to call it, speed rigs for competitions, things like that. They're always cool. Um, but I took quite a few classes last year where I literally wore my appendix holster with approval from the instructor. Um, I mean, vehicle CQB classes and things like that. But because I mean, that's it makes where it, you're going to be at. Right. It makes it real world. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a, a law enforcement officer. You're not going to have your gun um, on a leg. Right. I'm not going to have you know, a drop leg. I'm not yeah. going to have anything, you know, that made, not that I carry a drop leg, but, um, uh, yeah. but, but, you know, it, it makes it to where, like Ali was saying, uh, being able to, to be comfortable. Uh, with a firearm on, um, but then also be able to to withdraw it also, you know. And speaking of firearms, let's talk about a couple options that you would recommend to a female, Ooh. you know. And, and every person's going to be different. Yeah. But here's the, the world that I've seen too often. A guy walks in and says, this would be the perfect gun for my girlfriend and my wife. And I say, that's the perfect gun if you no longer want to date her or be married to her. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of guys want to... Oh, we'll get her a revolver because so because it's so simple. Because and it's I'm like, small and there's so right. few things that can go wrong with it. Like this, mm, and and, it and a revolver is an extremely hard pistol to shoot accurately. Um, and I know there's going to be a lot of comments. That's fine. They yeah, are whatever. They are more. Um, <laughs> there's better options. There's better options, um, particularly for women with small hands. Right. Just because the operation, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, women have dainty hands. Well, I don't have dainty hands. I have my hands. But uh, even women with dainty hands, like, I mean, that means that the revolver doesn't, you feel that entire, you feel the whole recoil. You feel yeah. all that recoil. There's no springs to absorb any. There's no, none of that reciprocating. The slide, in, there's nothing there to actually absorb the recoil. So her dainty little hand feels it when she yeah. shoots it. That's why uh, when, when you walk into a gun store and like you overhear men, people suggesting to women particularly to pick up like a An tiny, a tiniest, little, frame, yeah. Yeah, tiniest little revolver to have as their first gun. I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I see too is, is a lot of men try to gravitate women towards little small pocket pistol size, bodyguard 380s, LCPs, which aren't horrible. And on one hand, it's like, I understand that concept when, right. when they're trying to think of, oh, you know, they have a smaller body less of a, you know, yep. area to actually conceal and, the, and all that. But there are, li even if you just up the, the frame size just a tad, yeah. there's, there's little difference. nine millimeters, there's yeah. small ones that is going to be a very minimal difference in, re in felt recoil right. uh, that are, you have, you know, just way better ballistics and stuff. So like I, I recommend <clears throat> like a for a lot of female shooters, like a, a Glock 43, 
Oh, that's what I carry. Or a Glock 48, maybe. It's a little bit bigger. Um, uh, SIG P365 is a great choice. An M&P Shield. There's a lot of that that small size um, double stack, you know, pistols that that have come out in the last couple of years that I think lend itself very well to the female carrier and the The male. I mean... Um, I carry a 365X every every now and then, just because it's something a little bit smaller than what I usually carry, um, depending on where I'm going or, or what I'm wearing. Um, but what are some of the guns that you've carried? No, I mean, in? those are all really good suggestions. I mean, I, I'm kind of weird. Like when I find something that works that I like, like I don't, I haven't updated my carry gun in, <laughs> since like the 43 came out. Right. <laughs> like I got it when it came out. Uh, and, um, yeah, no, I don't. I do have a magazine extension on there, so okay. it has a couple more rounds. Um, and I mean, obviously, what's cool about something like the 365, it's you know set up where there's. I don't remember if it's exactly double stack, but uh, you know you can get yeah. way more rounds. Yep. You know, but it's I believe it's very it's if it's not the exact same size as the it's 43, just a touch. it's just a hit, yeah. like a millimeter of a difference. Um, which I mean is really cool because the more rounds you can carry, the better. You know, uh, and that's a whole nother discussion. Like right. That's that you're gonna have to have like an expert, you know, discuss that. Anything <laughs> else you want to add to the CCW side? Um, the Monday through try Friday. Try shooting them all. Like, yeah. try, go to a gun shop so, that, or what my friends do is have me go to the range and bring every single gun I own mm-hmm. <laughs> and try every single one. But um, go to a gun shop that has the ability to rent different guns. And literally buy, you know, uh, rent five, ten different carry guns. Yeah. Different, you know, feel them all, feel the recoil, you know, um, learn how they feel in your hand, learn how they shoot, you know, and see actually what feels good in your hands and what you're actually accurate with. Um, you know, and obviously there's a whole caveat to that, like get training and yeah. stuff too. Um, but no, as far as gun wise, it's test driving a car, just go ahead and. Everybody's going to be different. Everybody likes the different feel. But actually, get educated first. Take the classes first before you buy your carry gun. That way, you have a little bit more of just a baseline level knowledge before you're actually going to jump and make a decision. Um, Whereas, like, if you had made the choice beforehand, you may choose poorly and you'll have to re-choose your gun. (laughs) So. And and I tell people that all, all the time. You know, uh, I, I see way too many people, they grab a gun at the counter of the gun shop, they literally go, that feels great, mm-hmm. I'll take it. And, um, you know, there could be a gun that you just didn't know, like, eh, did it feel as comfortable in my hand? Oh, that one's just a touch bigger. But you could take them to the range and you take that little bit smaller of a pistol and they can't hit the broadside of a barn. Yep, you, you don't know, know until you shoot. Um, where you can get them with something that they didn't really think, they, but when they shoot it, they're like, oh, I like that. Yeah. The impulse, the recoil impulse was maybe a little bit different. The sights were tracked a little bit mm. different or they picked up the sights a little bit different. The angle of, of the grip, there could be a lot so of things. So many factors. Right, but you know, I, I agree with you 100%. Everybody should should try to to rent, you know, go mm-hmm. find a reputable yeah, fire uh, gun right. range and and be able to to borrow them and test them out. All right, that's Monday through Friday. Especially women. That's we talked Monday through Friday. Uh, okay. Concealed carry. Now we're now we're getting Saturdays. Let's jump over to competition. Oh yeah. I'm All right, we're putting on the shooting glasses. <laughs> we're putting on the safari belt. We're putting on the speed holster. <laughs> Allie Ferris ripping through stages. What got you in? Slowly. What surely. got you into competition <laughs> shooting to begin with? 
Well, because because uh, the number is less in in of, the competitions um, oh of, of, of females, is, but it's it starting to grow. Dominated by men, it right. is. A, but uh, you know, I mean, I've just always kind of liked to challenge, and I'm not really really sure if, well, at least logistically, how I started is because I was working. I had just started at a range. I was actually in law school at the time. I liked working at the range so much that I quit after a year, <laughs> quit law school. Um, and, Good life uh, decision. She got to work with me. God, I, I mean, I would have hated being a lawyer. I'd been the worst <laughs> lawyer on the planet. What an so, um, so I quit uh, law school and started full time at the range because yeah. it was only supposed to be like a summer job. So, um, and then I at that range they were holding competitions, and so I start. I think I shot my first one, and it was a total, total hilarious thing. Um, you know, but I had done a bunch of classes before mm -hmm. then, like a bunch of actual, you know. Um, I don't think any of any of them were specifically competition classes, but we did eventually start holding right. competition classes. So um, started shooting competition then, and I just loved it just because it's just it's a cool challenge. But what's cool is the stages change every time, and so mm -hmm. it's not the same every time, you know. But also like the camaraderie of the people that you shoot with. I'll tell you what, like the the competition world, the people that shoot that, the 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 guys and gals that shoot it, right? Awesome. They're my people. Yeah, and 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 I think competition. It doesn't matter what it is, uh, uh, IPSC, uh, USP, it, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what PRS, um, they're all phenomenal organizations to get into. And and I think they are they can be extremely intimidating for oh, people yeah. to Especially get into. Women. Like oh you gosh. see somebody like rip a stage mm -hmm. and you just kind of want to like You're drop like, your belt. You just kind of want to yeah, drop your yeah. belt and, and yeah. walk away. Um, you know, and the, the more and more that I'm getting into PRS, that's how I feel. Oh, really? Like I watch somebody like clear a stage and I'm like, I don't know why I'm going to yeah. try. Like I, I tell the guy, well, I'm like, the this is going to be dumb. You have to like, you have to accept right off the bat that you're going to suck. You're going to totally suck uh, right when you start. A lot of PRS matches. You might suck I, the whole time. I have a guy like carry like a steel target with a hammer just so I can hear something hit the target <laughs> on some stages. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just where you are. But, I, you know, I think competition is, is a... Number one, a controlled and safe environment for somebody to to handle a firearm at speed, at speed, um, under some stress because everybody's great on a, on a on a square range where you're just shooting, you know, over a table to a paper target. But then when the buzzer goes off, you literally poop your pants, and yeah, your, all that your happens. First match, it's that's it. You poop your pants. You, you pull up the gun the first time. You you pull the trigger and the mag, the mag falls, falls out. out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's like a rite of passage. Right. I think, it's for just like what <laughs> happens. Um, but how how do you think women can can feel more involved and less intimidated to come into something that is predominantly and it is dominated by men? It is. It's an alpha. It's a macho ass thing to right. do. Is is walk up to a that's right a fifty that's how we do women, that's right. fifty dudes when you're a little girl like and register for this match. You're you know check in for this match. It, it is intimidating, um, you know, but. I mean, probably one of the easiest things to do is sort of latch on to someone that already does it that you trust. Yeah. Um, whether it's a, you know, if you're a woman, um, if you know another woman that does it, that's really great. But like, even if it's a dude, um, you know, if somebody you trust and just can kind of piggyback off of for mm -hmm. a while, watch them go to the matches. Like, just because you're like, if you're not shooting, you can go to a match and watch. Bring your eye protection, your ear protection, or maybe your buddy has it, but just watch a couple matches. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really want to see exactly how it works, because on social, like, you see people post pictures of their stage or, you know, videos of their stages yeah. and stuff. But, like, 
there's a lot of stuff that goes in between, you know, resetting the stage, depending on what kind of match you're yep. shooting. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes on in between. So just to kind of get the feel for it and exactly how it's going to feel, which is really laid back. I have shot an absolute metric shit ton of matches and I haven't been intimidated a single match yet. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? E even to the point where like I shot a, oh my God, it was, it was hysterical. I was running a, it was an AK match. You know, it was the first well, we time I ever ran an AK. Uh, first time I <laughs> ran an AK ever. Oh God. It was actually, it was funny. I mean, but like usual, I was middle of the pack. Yeah. You know, I'm really, even shooting pistol, like I'm not, and that's one of the, that goes back to like, you have to accept that like you're, unless you really put your, you know, put all your effort into it, you aren't going to be the best. And right. doesn't, there's no, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if I spent more time practicing and stuff, then I would easily get better. But it's just, it's, I do it for fun. I really do competition stuff for fun. Mm -hmm. um, so go out and actually latch onto someone, watch a match, be there. And if you feel comfortable, you know, one of the good things to do is borrow some equipment first. Yeah. Borrow a, a you know shooting rig, like an actual competition shooting rig um, from someone and at home, dry fire, make sure no ammo's anywhere in the room, um, you know, and obviously point of safe direction. Um, practice drawing from the holster from your little competition rig like just practice yeah. see if it feels good because when you're out on the range you're going to be a little bit more suited to being less intimidated if you actually do like the basics first mm -hmm. by yourself at home or you know even just practicing on the range with just a couple people around you know on a different day than the competition uh, you know you're going to be a little bit more comfortable when you're actually in the spotlight with that timer next to your face right you know uh, if it you always, have actually practiced before. It's like before. it's beeping at you. Yeah, oh, it's, it's hollering at you. Right? It's like, yep. And, and I tell people all the time, I mean, when it comes to competitions, um, like I, I think one of the things with some gun competitions I wish I'd see more is like a novice or a beginner's class where it was a, a slower pace, um, longer stages as far as time and, and things like that. But, you know, I tell people all the time, don't... Don't worry about the time. Don't worry about the amount of targets that you hit no, or miss. Okay. Just start yeah. and try to get better. That's that's it. You know, you're not gonna go burn it down. No, I kind of just compete against myself. Right, like just, and that's the greatest thing I think yeah. about shooting is is you start to compare yourself month after month or year after year, and and it's a it's a it's a huge baseline of am I actually getting more efficient or proficient yeah. with my firearm. Mm -hmm. um, and we can talk about until we're blue in the face. We're not going to. We're not even going to start addressing it. I'll just mention it. The whole, but it's not tactical. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's competition. It's it'll get you kilt in the street. You know, that's what. But there's a lot of very phenomenal, world-renowned right. people who have addressed that in lengthy videos and explained why that's not the case. And there's, you know, there's there's room for each discipline there's room yeah. there's room for there's a lot of crossover but competition in general the at least the foundational mm -hmm. things of being fast and being accurate are two incredibly effing important things when you're using firearm yeah uh, in any scenario so the when you can practice that and get better at it that's it that's, you have a yeah. leg up yeah and you know and it's so so when you start talking about being in matches where can women really start to to I'm going to say gain some appreciation more towards the the competitive side of things? Um, 
Like I, I love seeing more women out at the range, you know, for competitions. Um, it's usually, like it, it bothers me at times when a lot of guys come out, they bring their girlfriend or their wives and they're like, you can like sit over there and watch And me. just watch, yeah. And just watch, I'm like. I always them. assume that's like the women, the woman not wanting to participate and I don't, I personally don't understand that viewpoint because I'd be like, I wouldn't just be able to sit there an right. entire match and not shoot. You know, so I don't know what's going through their mind, but um, I feel like the easier it is for like the, a woman to jump in, the, the more likely they're going to take to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, throwing them into their first match blind, they're never going to shoot again. Right. They're never going to want to shoot a competition again if they just are a total, you know, flopping around and just not knowing what they're doing their first their, their actual first stage. Um, so having, again, practicing and doing yep. everything beforehand and making sure that at least there's just like that baseline, just preparation can alleviate some of that pressure, you know, cause it is very, it, it is, it is intimidating. Um, you know, but I wish, uh, I, I don't know what it is, um, about shooting that really deters women. I think it's, and I, I think it's really great. I mean, I think um, it's, I think it's one of those things, thing. I think it's one of those things where, um, I don't want to say a missed opportunity. I feel like it is at times uh, a missed opportunity. And I think one of the reasons is because you start looking at competition, it can be very expensive. Very expensive. True. And I try to tell people all the time, if you got an outside the waistband holster and a gun that goes bang, get a mag carrier. Yeah, the ammo and, is just going to be And you're good to go. Expense. But also, you know, look for 22 matches. You know, but but start with, with what you have. Mm -hmm. Start with what you have. Uh, it doesn't have to... It doesn't have to be fully stippled. It doesn't have to have huge magwells. It doesn't have to have comps on the end of it or red dots. Uh, yeah. It doesn't have to be full race rigs. Just bootstrap um, it and go. Right, just go, yeah. you know. Um, I, one of the things, run, I mean. Run what you brung. Right, one of the things that, that we've seen more become more and more popular over the last year or so with everything that's happened in the ammo industry is a lot of more 22 matches um, or a oh, lot more steel matches and things like that that have really low round counts. Yeah, oh yeah. You know. The, the fun, so I'm shooting right now, the one that I'm really enjoying is action steel match. I think it's only 25 rounds per stage and there's like five stages. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's no resetting. In between each shooter, we don't spray, we don't, you know, but in between the, the squads we spray, right. uh, spray them white again. But it's, you know, whereas like in USPSA, um, not only was it an expense for us shooting but also if we're running them like there's you know all the paper targets you have to mm -hmm. cycle every time and it's just expensive um but yeah i mean as far as like round count and stuff um some of the uspsa matches that i used to shoot would be upward you know you'd have like 34 rounds on a stage you mm -hmm. know and have like three of those high round count stages you know granted there'd be like one that's 20 something whatever but um yeah no it's it's uh so dedicating like 100 50 rounds per match is probably a good yeah. fit. And if you shoot one a month or something, that's still jumping in and that's still uh, Reasonable, doable. Reasonable, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, Allie, I mean, Allie has shot pistol competitions for, for years and years. Uh, and then she Poorly. called me, then she called me one day and she said, John, I need an AK. And oh, I said, yeah, I did. Why like, do I need, you need to borrow Why do you need to borrow an AK? I need to borrow an, an, borrow AK. an Oh, no, here's what I did. I said... Do you own an AK? And every single person I asked said, no. no? Why would no. <laughs> I own an AK? I'm like, I don't know. I don't own one either, but I need it for something. And yeah, so 
that was what, last year. What made you do that match? I so actually it was kind of an opportunity to be up there for a potential uh, business thing, but it didn't end up working out. But um, yeah, it was it was a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The AK guys are hilarious. The AK people. Oh my God, that is a that those are some a interesting breed. dudes. They're a different breed. I love them though. They're great. What? <laughs> it's funny. They are all very funny. When it comes to competition, what do you think can help women stay in the sport longer? Like, are there any mm. tips that you can give? Because you've been in it for quite a few years now. What can actually... Don't get deterred when you aren't. When you Like, if you shoot a couple and you're like, man, I'm still embarrassed that I'm scoring, you know, here on the results. Right. Like, who cares? Who cares what you score? Don't be embarrassed. I feel like women... Per, they take a lot of things personally, mm -hmm. like just in general. Women internalize a lot of things. I am no exception. Like, but you can't treat like match results as this embarrassing thing. You know that uh, that are gonna, it's going to deter you from like embarrassing yourself again. It's like when people look at match results, they don't look at your result. They look at their right. own. They don't care about how you scored. Nobody cares. Stop thinking people care. And also stop caring what people think. <laughs> Just continue to go out and life, shoot. Do what you want to do. Life lessons with Allie. Do not follow my advice. <laughs> Whatever you do. Worst decision. So so we've covered the, the CCW side. We've covered the competition side. Let's talk about the industry <laughs> side of things. Because you have been a part of this industry for over a decade. Yeah. Close to a decade. Yeah, over clo a decade. Close to, it'll um, be Mar March, I think it'll be a decade. I'm old. You're you, older. I am older. Uh, uh, the industry, you know, it used to be a bunch of gun bunnies, and it's starting oh. to shift more towards. Luckily, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of women in marketing. There's a lot of oh, women yeah. in sales. There's a lot of women working behind mm -hmm. counters at gun shops. There's now. real women that work in the gun industry. If you right. don't know, not just. What What is it that that booming. always? What was it that sucked you in to the gun industry? Um, and, and what kind of keeps you... It was kind of a fluke. I mean, I told you I was in law school. And yeah. I, I, uh, but it was a fluke that I started working at the, the shop. But I took to it because I felt like... Uh, I don't know what it is, but I've always been a tomboy, you know? I've always been kind of like... I'm also... So I'm really goofy. I'm really... I'm She's a, really goofy. I'm an absolute She's like trying hard weirdo. right now. Yeah. I don't even, I had to study to have this conversation. I don't know how to socialize ever. I don't know how to hold a conversation. So um, I'm a goof. So at any anything that like I can latch onto to make me look cooler or like look like I'm not a total goon, I like. And so I was like, wow, like people think that, you know, I'm, I'm a girl working in a gun shop, you know, and I this was 10 years ago. Uh, you know, it was the coolest feeling. I was like, damn, this is pretty, I feel like a badass, you know. Uh, and she so wore badass like tall boots too. I, 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 you know, I lashed onto it. and But I ended up, but I fit in, you know. Mm -hmm. But I've always kind of fit in with the type, like loud, with like dudes, you know, because I just, I've always been a tomboy. So, um, but I feel like I latched onto it and just kind of liked that it, I don't know, liked that as a hobby, like just being involved in guns as a girl, I feel like, I don't, I don't know how 
you know, uh, how there's still so many people that aren't involved in guns. Mm -hmm. But um, when you meet people or they find out that you're involved in gun stuff, they're like impressed or something. So I was right. like, man, this makes me feel it makes me feel like I'm a total not a nerd, you know. And so I kind of just stuck with it. And uh, I don't know. It was always such a challenge to learn everything, too, and to be able to educate other people about it, like when they would come into the shop and everything and just... I don't know. I kind of, I just, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was cool and I stuck with it. Yeah, that's about it. It's And, and it's one of those things where, like I said, Allie's worked for me for years. I've seen her in, in multiple different roles. Um, and, and and I think it's it's always impressive, you know, to, to have women um, behind the counter being able to, to help men and women. Uh, men at times can be... Um, an ass towards a lot of women that a lot of them it's have. Un it, a lot of it's unintentional it is, too. It is. I, I um, hate to use the word mansplain because that's such a, it's like a annoying thing that right. woke people claim people do, but it happens. <laughs> so like dudes at gun shops mansplain the hell out of women, yeah. to women. And it's just, uh, they have this accidental superiority because they know more, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, it rubs off instead of like them actually getting valuable information, they get like shit information. And it's just, yeah, I don't know what it is, but they have this. But I've seen this woman walk behind, work behind the counter and uh, the amount of knowledge that she has, I was like, dude, if you would just shut up and listen to what she's saying, you know, we'd see it from across the shop or from across the building. Um, People didn't trust I get it because I've walked into places like when Radio Shack was a thing. If like wow, I, if you I need, dated yourself when <laughs> Radio Shack I would, was a thing, I wouldn't. Do we need go... some alligator clips real quick or something? We got to solder a job. Come on, like, you miss Radio, I Radio do Shack. I miss Radio Shack. A, so I would, if if there was, and, and I feel bad saying this, but like if there was a woman or a man, like if there were both working there, I would specifically ask the man for advice, right? Because it just makes sense. Right. You know, it's like, and I, it's such a sexist thing for me to say, but it's whatever. Um, so, but I, so I understood where people were coming from, you know, but I, I, I had worked with uh, a bunch of different people and, you know, um, I mean, there'd be multiple occasions where, you know, I, I would try to explain and articulate a certain concept about something to a gentleman, you know, and you could just tell that it wasn't clicking because perhaps they just inherently didn't trust what I was saying because I'm a girl. What can I know about yeah. this particular topic? You know, they, and, um, I mean, the best part about it would, would be, you know, if like one of my employees, if I would kind of, if they would go and want to ask them or something, they would typically just point back and Same be like, thing. yep, exactly what she said yeah. kind of thing. So that was nice, but, um, a little bit of vindication, but, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what would you say, what would you give if any tips of women wanting to, to get into the industry? To work in the industry? To work in the industry, like you have. Win, the, start, win the lottery first so that you don't have to uh, have any income ever again. Just start. Um, we pay no, great. It's, no, so actually starting from scratch, like starting uh, either like, you know, competitions or, you know, whatever, starting to learn about stuff that way and mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, versus like, knowing nothing and then starting in a shop maybe easier to do that way um but no it's i mean it's it's i feel so lame just saying this again but like it's empowering when you're a woman and you can know things yeah. about guns um so if you want to feel that way yeah i mean i get it go get a get a job at a gun shop you know i mean maybe even ask if they need any help like 
as a, like a non-paid something, just a start right. somewhere. Um, but it's such a tight knit community though, too. So when you start shooting the matches, you're going to meet people that like either they own the gun shop down the range or, you know, they are an employee at the gun shop down the range or, you know, whatever you'll eventually, like if you befriend enough of these people and you become good at what you do, you know, there's probably going to be an opportunity that someone, you know, says, Oh, Hey, you know, we kind of, we need some somebody like you around the shop. Um, you know, would you be interested in a position at the gun shop? So, I mean, that could be it. Could, that could happen. Perhaps. All right. Any last parting words of alley wisdom <laughs> that you want to give to the men that have women in their lives the, or the women? Oh, to the men. That not, have not, oh. you got to hold all those. I said just to the women. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, well, actually real quick, I want to add something so yeah. that I was just thinking of and I, cause I don't know what it is. Uh, but when we were, uh, when, when I was at the range, uh, when I was managing the range, when we offered classes, there's for some reason an inherent like disconnect between a spouse and us, you know, between you and your spouse, mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to educating them on something. So like it, no matter how you stand at the range and try to shoot at targets and teach your wife of anything about guns, she might as well not even be listening right. because she's not going to listen to anything you say. I had seen it a million times. For some reason, there's just this disconnect. Um, and maybe it's just be, uh, it's just an inherent feeling like you feel like you're being maybe talked down to. I don't know. But when it's a third party, it yep. makes it so much easier to actually absorb information. So if you want to get your wife, uh, if you want to get your wife some training, don't do it yourself. Even if you're an instructor, like yeah. I'm saying, like if I don't care if you're an instructor, that's fantastic. But and, get someone else to instruct your wife. And, um, and, and I she'll have, learn more. She'll actually listen. And I have know. so many friends that are instructors and I ask all of them and they're like, we will take women a thousand to oh, one yeah. because they're ready to, to learn, absorb they're ready the to absorb it. Um, they don't come in with an ego. That they they just, think they're already a good right, shooter. They're, you know, oh, they are just God. there. Like yeah. if you ask any knowledgeable instructor, they're like, dude, we would train women all day long. So right. women, let's get out there. Let's make sure these yeah. instructors have a, a good career. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah. Are you ready? For what? Fast fire questions. I told you not to do ah, this. We're going to do it. This is how we end every episode. So but five I, questions. My brain operates at, doesn't point, matter. at half capacity. I didn't even give her, I didn't even give her a heads up to this one. I want to see her sweat a little bit. So five questions. You ready for this one? I will walk now. All right. Ready? No, I, I, no guarantee I'm going to answer. Pizza either. or hamburgers? Pizza. Favorite place to travel in America? Hawaii. Ooh. Does that count? Is it a little Absolutely. Too, it's, it's that non, will extend okay, it. Right. Wow, she extended <laughs> right, that one abroad. Uh, the beach, if I have to do a generalization. Glocker, Smith, and Wesson. Depends. Glock, mm -hmm. but... Uh, just, uh, <laughs> one. Favorite number? 666. Six, six. No, <laughs> probably, I don't know, seven. <laughs> and who's the best boss you've ever had? Nikki. Dang it. <laughs> Uh, I thought I had that one. Well, you guys, are. Guys, right. we appreciate you uh, listening to, to this podcast here with Allie. I'm so glad you were able to make it today. Thank you I for having me. I forced you to be here, me. but so glad you were able to. Thank you to for... Make it.
Thank forcing you for me. totally not this woman, forcing me to be here. This woman is awesome. As always, make sure... I'm totally sure, not here under duress. <laughs> make sure that you follow us uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube at Modern Alpha Life. If you're listening to this on our podcast, whatever service you're using, make sure you subscribe to us as well so that when we drop new episodes, you're always notified as to them. And uh, Allie, I love you, girl. And Thank you're you welcome for, here anytime. Thank so, you for everything as all always. All right. Y'all have a great one. See ya. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Modern Alpha Life. I appreciate you listening. And if you've gotten to this point, make sure that you hit that like and subscribe button on the video or on our podcast. It really helps us be able to get our message out. And it really shows us that you're ready for more episodes. And make sure that you add a comment below. Put in things that topics you would like to see us cover or people that you would like to see us interview and we'll try to get around to those. From John Faulkner and the rest of the crew, I appreciate you listening to us and have a great day.